Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Politics. With Mercer Prescott. And his band of eclectic cronies. 6.30 p.m. every Monday. Basically, yeah. 
but you know, it all depends on how much, uh, you know, how deep you are in with the uh, Republican establishment before they'll protect you or not. And and that and that governor just wasn't that deep in there. He was kind of a loner, so they were just like, all right, well, you're on your own. So, yeah. but but I'm gonna go ahead and hit you guys with a question, all right? And the question is, who is Jim Messina? Who? Yeah, I know. And then, yeah, exactly. You know, Jim Messina was a former aide to Montana Senator Max Bacchus, or Bacchus, if I'm pronouncing that right. And he served as Deputy White House Chief of Staff of Operations under President Obama, where he became the unofficial enforcer for the neoliberal elements within the administration. And he was a key player in ensuring the Affordable Care Act included neither a single-payer plan or a public option. Remember one thing. When we passed Obamacare, there were no Republican votes because we didn't need them. So what was holding us back was the Blue Dog Democrats, the Democrats who were in uh, red states who acted like Republicans. And Jim Messina was their linebacker, and he was basically the one who got that public option uh, taken out. Now, the public option is just, to be to be simple, a public option is basically a state-run, oh, I'm sorry, a federal insurance company. Not like I always get Medicaid and Medicare mixed up. You figure one of them is for old folks. The other is for low-income folks. But a public option would have covered everybody. So if you can't afford Blue Cross Blue Shields, ah, you just go to public option, which is cheaper and more efficient. You figure Blue Cross Blue Shields, every dollar they spend in health care, Right, every dollar that they that they get, I should say, any sense of it goes into premiums. And if you're thinking that's really good, it's because of the Affordable Care Act. It holds into that eighty twenty rule, so they can't spend more than eighty cents on the dollar uh, on overhead. Or well, say twenty cents on the dollar on overhead. If they do, they got to reimburse you. So some people some people were getting six back in the mail for as high as thousand dollars if you're a family. Because they couldn't overcharge you. Now, Medicare, uh, for every dollar face that they spend, uh, it was either 95 or 97 cents if it goes into premiums. So they're running on 3% overhead. So if they're running on 3% overhead, why can't Blue Cross and Blue Shield run on 3% overhead? Because they're making a profit. And because of Jim Messina, they kept on making profits. Now prices are going up, people are getting mad, people are blaming Obama. But really, Jim Messina should be the guy who they're blaming. Now, this happened years ago, so you figure, why am I bringing this up now? There was a story in uh, Aggressive Progressives ran this story, right? Jim Messina had a friend named Will Leverton. Will Leverton, on March 19th, he went to the emergency room with stomach pains, and he, has, he was admitted with acute pancreatitis. Now, the acute part just sounds so cute, but really he almost died, you know. It, it was a, a really bad pancreatic infection, and he almost died. So what did Jim Messina do? Jim Messina started a GoFundMe account to help his friend pay off his medical bills. And wow. on, on, the, on the face, it's like, oh, isn't that sweet? This friend is helping him out. What friends do for other friends? But when you're talking about the guy who made sure that no one can escape their medical bills, you're just like, and I have nothing against Will Leverton. I don't know him. I'm pretty sure he's a nice guy. But you figure if 
Jim Messina wasn't such a scumbag. She wasn't such a piece of shit. We would have a public option. So if Will had that unfortunate, uh, you know, that infection, we'd have nothing. To, he'd have nothing to worry about. He'd be perfectly fine. Not perfectly fine health wise, but perfectly fine money wise, because he'll be covered under a plan that wasn't looking to bankrupt him. And Jim Messina took that all away. And I wonder if Jim Messina even thinks about that, but probably not. Because when you ask the question, well, how do these people sleep at night? Well, it's very simple. They sleep on giant piles of money. Uh-huh. And, it doesn't even, and it doesn't even hurt their necks. They're just, just sawing wood all the way. But the problem for people like Jim Messina is that they're only delaying the inevitable. Okay? Right now, New York and California are working on single-payer health care. And I think one of them, I think, I want to say it's New York. Either New York or California, one of them is already trying to push a bill through their Senate, through their state Senate. Think of it along these lines, right? California rounding up, they insure 30 million people, 39 to be exact, but about 40 million people. New York insures 20 million people. Not insurers. There's 20 million people who live in New York, uh, 39 million people who live in California. I didn't mean to say insurers. I apologize. So you figure if the U.S. has uh, 318 million people in the country, right, that means that almost 20% of the population, 18 to be exact, 18 and change, but almost 20% of the people, almost one in five people, live in either New York or California. So if they push for single-payer health care and they get it, it's a domino effect. Because once they get it in and it works, it's going to make huge waves. Now, the one problem with pushing a single-payer health care now is that there's going to be the part that people see and the part that people don't see. There's part that people see that's going to dissuade them. So that's why they have to be very persuasive in this. Because you figure, let's figure, figure yourself, Blue, right? If you, uh, let's just say for a stretch you don't get sick, right? You don't need to go to the hospital at all, right? You don't have to use your health care, so you don't have to worry about any bills. But every year, you have to pay taxes. So when you go to pay your taxes and you find out more money is coming out for your taxes, that's what you're going to see. You're not going to see the benefit until, heaven forbid, knock on wood, until you get sick, which I hope never happens. But if you do get sick under a single-payer system, you would be covered. Your medical bills would be zero. You would not have to pay a dime. So the tough sell is the fact that everybody's getting their taxes raised. Working class, uh, rich, uh, upper middle class, everybody's getting the bump to pay for this system. So that's a tough sell. But other than that, it's killing Charles Krauthammer from Fox News. The dude looks like a goddamn vampire who got caught in the sun and he escapes, but he's still all fucked up. Like, that's Charles Krauthammer. And even he had an article saying that single-payer health care is pretty much inevitable. The reason why Trump care didn't pass is not because of the Democrats. Democrats are too busy trying to jerk off uh, their donors. It was because Trump voters who are getting sick of getting screwed showed up at town hall meetings and were telling these people, look, you got to help us or you're out. Those are the real heroes of that. They're the ones that turned the tide. So, but I, I can't really 
your front fan a pat in the back. I, I got to ask you, Blue, what, what were your first thoughts when Trump fired those missiles at, at Syria? Well, I saw that his his approval rating had went down, and maybe about two years ago or so, he had tweeted that, oh, Obama's approval rating is down, watch us go to war, or some stupid shit like that. I can't remember the exact wording, yeah. and that's exactly what he did. Basically, history has a way of repeating itself today. Yep. There's at least two, maybe three dozen tweets of Donald Trump of him basically talking himself out of the exact, you know, the, the exact opposite of what he did. Right. So, going back a little bit, right, on, uh, you know, there was a gas attack in Syria, right? And uh gas attack, uh, you figure... 70 people got hurt, got killed, I should say. Ten of them were children that were among the dead, right? So they thought it was, they said it was Assad. But the problem with that is uh, it, it doesn't really work in Assad's best interests. And I'll go over that more in a second. But in retaliation, Trump fired uh, 59 missiles, 59 Tomahawk missiles. Syrian air base, right? And basically, he did nothing. You know, the air the, the the base was usable right after that. John uh, John Oliver cracked on it. He said there were bigger delays at American Airlines than they were for jets taking off after an after an airfield got bombed by fifty nine missiles. Okay, there's a few things to look at here, right? All of them gathering this up. A few things to consider. Number one, let me ask you a question, Blue. Has have you read anything saying that there's any solid, concrete proof that Assad's forces carried out that attack? Is there any proof? No, there's no yeah. definitive proof because it seemed like it seemed like a mess. You know, we good exposing other people. But when we had our phones, certainly Yeah. You figure, I didn't even notice. I was still trying to find out who all of them are. There's 17 intelligence agencies under the CIA. None of them could come up with any definitive proof that Assad's forces were the ones who launched that chemical attack. The Russians claimed there were no planes in that area that day. And uh, I figure like this. It's counterproductive for the Syrians to use gas attack, right? Because they don't want to be seen as the bad guys because they don't want the rest of the international community coming after them, right? There was a, uh, supposedly the UN inspectors found out that it was the rebels who who did it, but I, I wasn't really too keen on the source. So I need to find it in a more respectable outlet. I mean, it wasn't exactly, uh, you know, leftwingdiatribe.com, but it wasn't exactly somebody, it wasn't like Huffington Post level. It wasn't somebody who I would actually trust. But it, it's, there is no proof. You know, Obama held off, you know, and even though he did try and get approval, which goes into my next thing, right? Well, also, the attack did nothing. Right? You figure 59 missiles hit an airfield. And planes take off from the airfield a few hours later? Come on. Really? 
I thought Trump was good at war. That's not Trump's fault. Hey, I ain't mad at Trump for that. I'm mad at the damn Air Force. <laughs> no, because they didn't use the right missiles. They didn't use what they called uh, the cratering missiles. If they used the cratering missiles, it would have destroyed that Air Force. But the problem is they didn't want to compromise the Russians since the Russian Air Force needed to use that uh, thing. They were warned ahead of time that the airstrike was going to happen. So they were able to move all of their important uh, weapons and personnel and stuff like that. They said that people got killed, but I heard it was like either six uh, Syrian military folks or nine civilians. That's it. That keeps going back and forth. But the main thing is the Russians were warned ahead of time, and any planes that were destroyed were planes that were not working. Okay. They were planes that were already in there for repairs and probably couldn't be moved. So basically, all the important stuff was moved out of the way so Trump could bomb, could wait 59 missiles through a you know, force, show of force. And they said the that the approximate value of that attack was, what, $60 million? Probably more than that, because those missiles are worth like one point sixty nine missiles, and those missiles were anywhere between $1.3 and $1.6 million apiece. They're they're targeting missiles. So basically, they they can just target the missiles. They're like smart bombs almost. So they can direct the missiles exactly where they need to go. So, and nothing was done. I mean, that's, uh, it's, it's absolutely insane, really. Because we did all this show of force and nothing was accomplished. The air, they were still taking off from the from the airport. I mean, uh, from the airfield. Nothing was done. Russia was warned ahead of time, which of course they they warned the Syrians. So, in four, who warned the Syrians? Uh, the Russians did, because the United States warned the Russians. Oh. Now, what's going on with that Russian battle attack ship heading towards one of our? What is it? Is it there yet? Has it got there yet? Is it a couple more days away? What's going on with that? It's, it's on its way, and supposedly, I don't want to mention that yet because I'm still getting information on that, but supposedly there's more oh, sorry, U.S. airships heading. Sorry. No, no, no. No, you're fine. <laughs> I'm just saying that um, there's more U.S. warships heading in that area, and there's Russian warships heading in that area. And as a matter of fact, the Russians and the Iranians said that if an attack like that happens again, that uh, they would retaliate. So we're a little bit closer to World War III, but I'm not really convinced yet, and, and I'll tell you why. I thought the Iranians right. was our friends. Friend. No, Iranians are not our friends. Iranians, we just have a deal with them, you know, which, which Donald Trump immediately destroyed. That whole deal that John Kerry and Obama put together to get the Iranians to not pursue a nuclear weapon in exchange for giving them their money back, money that uh, we would have been fined for because we've had that money in our possession since, like, the 80s, you know. And if we held on to that money any longer, according to international law, we would have to pay fines on it, hefty fines for holding that money that long. So they, they carved out a deal. They said, listen, we'll release your money back to you, and you allow inspectors to come in and uh, make sure that you're not that you're not pursuing any nuclear weapons. And Trump, as soon as he got in the office, he took that agreement and wiped his pasty ass with it. So no, 
Iranians are not our friends. And a matter of fact, uh, they are also allies with Assad. Here's the thing that a lot of people aren't really realizing about this whole thing. It, it reeks of uh, Saddam Hussein again. Because long story short, yes, Saddam Hussein was a monster. Yes, you know, his people, Chemical Ali, and they cast their own people and they did all this horrible stuff. That's undeniable. But the only thing that Saddam Hussein hated worse than America is radical Islam. Saddam Hussein was secular. So the fact that they were saying that Saddam Hussein was in league with Al-Qaeda was ridiculous because they don't share the same values. They're not religious. So why would they get together with suicide bombers when they were spending all their time putting their foot on their chest? So you saw as soon as Saddam Hussein was gone, you saw how fast Al-Qaeda took over because they didn't have a strong man to keep them at bay. This is going to be the same thing. Why do you think Obama didn't, wasn't, was so hesitant to arm the rebels? Because a lot of the rebels are Al-Qaeda. It's a complicated mess. That's the thing. It's like trying to trace an actual spider web. You know, it's so much stuff going on, it's really hard to get a line on it. Because every time you think you're out of the maze, you find yourself back where you started. But Trump is just jumping in with missiles blazing like a jackass. So there are two ways to look at it, right? One, Trump is about to start World War III due to his ego and his incompetence. Okay? Remember, he had no real intelligence going in of who started the, the chemical attack. He had no permission from Congress, something that even Obama tried to get at one point when he was still president, right? Uh, like I said before, Russia and Iran are drawing their red lines in the sand, Right? saying that they'll retaliate if there's more attacks. Now they're stacking up warships, and it's looking really scary. But then there's also number two, and this is the part that I really believe. My friends don't really believe it, but I believe it with all my heart. This is all an elaborate show so that Trump can lift Russia's sanctions with honor. And, uh, and I know you can't see it. I'm putting honor in air quotes. Put it like this, Blue. What would you think if Trump... Let's just say that this airstrike didn't happen, right? So let's go back a week. Let's go back ten days. So there's no airstrike, no nothing. If Trump and Rex Tillerson came on TV and said that they were lifting the sanctions against Russia, that's preventing them from getting half a trillion dollars worth of oil. Right? What would you think? <laughs> I don't know if I lost my brother Blue, but uh, I, I, I'll put it like this. I would think that, uh, yeah, everything they said is true, and he's definitely in bed with Russia. It's the reason why he put Rex Tillerson in that role. Rex Tillerson received the highest civilian honor from the Russian government, like the, the Order of Friendship or something like that. So, yeah, everything that they were saying about them, you know, uh, being in bed together would be validated right at that point. So how do you make it so that uh, you can lift those sanctions and not look like you're in bed together? Number one, look like you're fighting. Being, uh, what do they call it in those goofy-ass WB shows? Being frenemies. 
except that these frenemies don't have uh, they don't have Twitter, well, Trump does, but they don't have purses and catfights. They have missiles and bombs, and people are going to die over this. So, it's uh, here's, here's what's going to happen. This this is my this is, what, this is my bet. There's going to be some sort of skirmish between the Russians and the U.S. Maybe Iran may get involved. I don't know who's going to come to our aid. I know England don't like us right now. I know Germany don't like us right now. Angela Merkel probably has a restraining order against Trump and his dumbass. So um, we're not going to get any help on this. Canada's not going to help us. Mexico, sure, shit ain't going to help us. So we're in this on our own. So we get into a, 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 a kerfuffle, as John Oliver would say, and then to get out of it, they'll say, hey, you know, we always have our balance to make up for it. We'll lift those sanctions. So now the Trump fans are happy because they get to go to war. And you know what, I, the Trump fans, I, I, I'll put it like this. I'm pretty sure that now that they're going to war, I'm pretty sure they're all going to quit their jobs and go recruit and be part of the Marines so they could go and fight in this war that they wanted so much. The war that they justified so much. Let me tell you something about Donald Trump. All of a sudden he cares about the babies, the beautiful babies. Young Trump said, have you done? And they were like, when he said, um, you know, he read a teleprompter about the Russian thing, and he was like, and the babies, the beautiful babies. And Jay Unger was just like, God damn it. He's trying to be serious, and he's making me laugh. <laughs> You know, <laughs> put it like this, Blue. Twenty kids lost their lives in Newtown. They got slaughtered, right? Republicans didn't budge on their gun laws. What did what did uh, Dota Plummer say? He says, "Your dead kids don't trump my rights." Right? What? You figure in, in oh yeah, he he, he, wrote, he wrote an opinion piece, and he actually said, and he wrote it to one of the fathers who lost their kids in Newtown. Uh, he wrote that directly to him, and he told him, your dead kid doesn't trump my rights. What? So that Republican compassion is really shining through. Uh, you figure there are kids in Flint, Michigan, who now have permanent brain damage from drinking tainted lead water. And the water doesn't just have lead in it. There's, um, there's a guy talking about it on the news the other day. Lead is, he said, I'm not scared of lead. There's copper in that water. There's, um... Because there's all types of chemicals in that water. They said, let us release of their problems. And they told them, the reason why more, so many people got sick is because they told them, if you drink it through a filter, you'll be fine. And that was not the case. So people were getting sick. Children were getting sick. And that sickness is permanent. There's no cure for that. Right? So the right. Republicans did nothing. Did nothing. But now we're supposed to believe that the same people that Trump did a travel ban on, now the, their kids are dying out there and gas attacks, and all of a sudden he cares the fuck out of here. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give two scores of piss about Syrian refugees or, or, or the beautiful babies, as he would say it, that fucking jackass. He doesn't give a shit. Put it like this. I didn't notice until today. Trump has stock in Raytheon. Raytheon is a defense contractor, and guess what they make? They make lead poison. <laughs> uh, not quite, but they make Tomahawk missiles that we just fired 60 of, you know. 
and there was a stock bump because of that. Uh, you know, how people are you know how people are reactionary, and it wasn't a huge stock bump. It's not like it went up like forty points, you know. But it went up enough to make a difference to make people like be like, hey, if you had stock in this, you're going to make some money. That's why we don't want the conflicts of interest. And people just aren't getting that. You know? It's just an elaborate show. You know? It's a, a, a what do you call it? A, a, a dog and pony show. Basically. But it's a dangerous dog and pony show because it involves missiles and bombs and dead soldiers and dead civilians. And the press, oh my God. Oh, if Brian Williams was here right now, I'd push him right in his dick. Like, that's how much I hate that guy now. Him, uh, Fareed Zakaria from CNN, uh, they were just gushing, gushing over Trump and firing those missiles. And they were like, they were talking about how beautiful it was to watch those missiles, you know, come out of that airship. And they were just, oh, my God. I swear to God, it it, it would almost have been X-rated. Like I, I would almost swear like Brian Williams wasn't wearing pants under his uh, under the desk. Like that's how into it he was about missiles leaving leaving a battleship. Fareed Zakaria called Trump presidential. The same Fareed Zakaria who said that Trump was a bullshitter. Now there's war and he's like, oh my God, Trump is so presidential now. Even Chuck Schumer, leader of the Democrats, said that. Uh, Trump did the right thing by firing on that airfield. And then they wonder why the Democrats are getting decimated in all these elections all across the country. Absolutely uh, give ridiculous. Me your last word. Give me your last word. 60 seconds. My last word is very simply pay attention to what's going on. Because there's you said that last almost week. Okay. What, 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 no, <laughs> but this week I'm just saying there's all right now. There's almost too much evidence out there. So pay attention. Check your well, source. Paying attention. What is book. paying attention? What are we supposed to do when we pay attention? My phone. We gotta uh, stay woke. What are we supposed to do with that? No, what can we do? Number one, check your sources. Because I almost got caught up in that whole Assad thing. My friend had to pull me from the brink, let me know that there's no proof that Assad fired those missiles. You know, so don't get caught up in that in that wave of populism and patriotism. You know, pay attention to your like sources. Shit, it must be shit, right? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, I don't you like can't pour shit, shit in the bowl and, and pour chocolate on it and say it's a Sunday. It's still shit. I got you. All right, man. That, that concludes another episode of Politics with Mercer Prescott and his one-person gang of eclectic cronies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, we'll get next week. Next week, right, Monday, so. 6.30 p.m. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> and don't forget about Mock Talk Radio, Saturday at 10 a.m. Maybe not this Saturday, though. I got training. We got to figure something out. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.